Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 108 minutes to quarantine failure. Master caution. Iteration. Reset. No Six. current alarms. Vault Four. temperature within normal Two. parameters. Vault Zero. pressure within normal parameters. One. Vault humidity Six. within normal parameters. One. Vault integrity test Six. report secured. Zero. Zero. Talk show. We'll do it live! Manual override achieved. Station uplink. Enter three, two. Sergeant Drano, and tonight we here at Station 7 continue our coverage of the Evil Dead franchise with Episode 3 of Ash vs. Evil Dead, Books from Beyond. We are keeping it simple with a scene-by-scene discussion of the episode, and then we'll close things out with our ratings and reflecting, refracting, refracting? Maybe refracting on our favorite groovy moments. So let's go! But first, a word from our sponsors. <sighs> All this housework to do, and I have to look good for that dinner party tonight. I wish there was an accessory that could help me. Did someone say, help me? Who are you? I have flashed from the future to tell you about the amazing lost scarf. Amazing lost scarf? Tell me more. Okay. The amazing lost scarf is the scarf that does it all. Sharp enough to cut through this tin can but soft enough to swaddle your baby to sleep. Wow, I'm impressed. But what about my dinner party tonight? Speaking of sharp and soft, wear the amazing lost scarf to look sharp on the town or in the soft candlelight of a romantic dinner at home. There's got to be a catch. How do I clean it? Simple. Just swish it around in a coconut bowl of seawater and a drop of Dharma-style shampoo. Can it core an apple? Yes, it can core an apple. Razzle dazzle, I'm sold. And you will be too. The Amazing Lost Scarf by Chronoco is just fifteen forty-two. Order now, and you'll get another hundred and seven scarves. That's one hundred and eight scarves in all for the same fifteen forty-two. Call one three three four three one six L O S T. Search iTunes under Lost in Order, or go to the address Lost in Order Podcast.wordpress.com. Ships to the U.S. and Canada. Sorry, they're not going to Guam. Okay, so, uh, let's see who's with me for tonight. Hello, it's Mr. Bad here. Hey there, Mr. Bad, how's it going? Going great. I'm so glad to hear from you again. I haven't heard from you in, uh, it seems like, ages. 
Yeah, it seems like you've grown a foot. A foot? Yeah, now you've got three of them. Oh, I thought you. I thought maybe I grew a foot. I was like all of a sudden, you know, six foot eleven, or perhaps you know, uh, an extra, you know, uh, uh, utensil has uh, appeared on my uh, utility knife, as, as so to speak. Utility knife? What? <laughs> no, no, no. Incoming transmission from Brian. Hey, Brian, how's it going? It's been a while. I thought you guys were dead. I thought you were dead too. Oh. Who would have thunk it? I know. No one's killed me yet. <laughs> Bastards. I'll, I'll get right on that. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, and uh, once again, uh, my brother Zach is in chat with us. Um, I'm sure he will be chiming in with the uh, amusing comment from time to time. Um, so, you guys ready to get started? Ready. Okay, the title of tonight's episode is Books from Beyond. <laughs> Night. Intense orchestral music blasts as an unseen woman speeds down the road in her red muscle car. The car stops. She gets out, and we see it's Xena, warrior princess. She's at Kelly's house and goes to Kelly's parents' graves. She reaches down into the grave and pulls up a reanimated deadite dad. She interrogates dad, demands to know where Ash is and if he has the book. Deadite dad tells her she spent all this time looking for the book and still hasn't learned anything. Xena says she's learned how to make things more painful and pulls out the Kandarian dagger. She cuts Deadite Dad's face off, and as he screams in agony and explodes into the titles. What did you guys think of this? A cold open. Uh, not bloody enough. Not bloody enough. <laughs> no, actually, it was always really good. And she had control over him, which is very surprising, because you never really don't see that. Control over what now? Over the Deadite. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. She definitely seemed to have some kind of power over yes. How about you, Steve? I thought it was great. I did not know uh, that Lucy Lawless was going to be an ongoing character. I thought maybe she just showed up in that one episode just, you know, as a one-off. As like a cameo? <laughs> yeah, and then when I saw it, I said, oh, this is fantastic, because I thought... Uh, Xena and uh, the Prince of Thieves were great characters, and they worked great together. Uh, oh, very true. Her show, and I think uh, they're it's great in this show. So yes. Uh, so now, have have the three of us seen the whole series, or have any of us not seen the whole thing? I forget. I, I have seen up to episode six. I've seen. How many? What should I see, Steve? I, oh, I've seen them all. Seen all the seasons. Okay, so Brian has not seen them all, correct? There's more than six, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, yeah, there's like 13, 12 or 13, yeah. something like that. Okay, great. Okay, so so I guess Brian is the one to ask about this. Uh, what do you think about Xena? Uh, any thoughts about her? What's her deal? Um, I think she's looking for revenge. Okay. Do you, uh, do you know who she is at this point? She's a, the other daughter of the scientist. We discussed this last time. Oh, okay. Gotcha. The original, from the original movies. Yeah, so she's like, I think, daughter number two. Ah. And, 
Oh, and Zach has a comment. He says, yeah, I told her about... Oh, oh, wait. <laughs> That's unrelated. Never mind. <laughs> unrelated, unrelated. Okay, uh, cool. Let's see. Um, okay, the classic pulls up to the bookstore. Books from beyond. Pablo tells Ash he's thought of a name for their team, the Ghost Beaters. <laughs> Ash and Kelly both think that it's terrible. <laughs> Ash warns them that he's an alone wolf at heart, but tells them they can go get some churros once he's done inside. <laughs> he tells them to wait and heads in with the book. So how would you guys like this scene? That's not racist. That's just a good dessert. <laughs> yeah. You know I'm not Mexican, right? <laughs> That's the spirit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. More, more brilliant uh, writing is Ash Campbell... <laughs> Making racism funny again. <laughs> what do you mean? I like churros, too. Who doesn't like a churro? Uh, I don't know. I don't know who doesn't like churros. Do you like churros, Brian? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> okay. Over Christmas down in D.C., they had this little uh, festival going on, and they sold these churros that were uh, the center was stuffed with, like, Bavarian cream or uh, chocolate. Uh, oh, they were good. Mm, sounds pretty good to me. <laughs> okay, uh, inside, the bookstore is creepy. There's weird stuff in jars. Ash rings the bell, and the proprietor, Lionel Hawkins, comes to the counter. He's acting real suspicious, and Amanda comes out after him. Ash turns on the harassment, but Amanda beats a hasty exit. Ash pulls out the book, and Hawkins is very impressed as outside... Amanda gets the police sketch confirming Ash's dumb identity. Back inside, Hawkins is a little too enthusiastic, saying the book gives his life meaning. Ash urges him to find the undo spell, and Hawkins opens the book with relish. Immediately, Xena seems to sense the book's presence and hits the gas, and simultaneously we see the evil force moving through the woods, possibly homing in on the book. So what did you guys think of this scene? It's good. It's very good. It's a good start. It's going to pick up very, very fast. So do you guys agree uh, we're supposed to think at this point that opening the book, somehow these uh, the evil and also Xena seem to sense that it's been opened or something? I think so, yeah. But how yeah, does she sense it? But, or unless it's thing. Well, I can't say it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That's funny. I know. I know what you were getting ready to say. What okay. Gonna say? Um, what was you going to say? Like her, uh, her vagina was all <laughs> a Twitter or what? what? Yeah, she just suddenly got a lot wetter. No, no, no. <laughs> that's not appropriate. Not appropriate. Okay, in the classic, uh, Pablo strikes up a conversation with Kelly and gets friend-zoned hard. <laughs> they spot Amanda pulling a gun out of her car and going into the bookstore and immediately know that this must have something to do with Mr. Ash Williams. <laughs> so, any thoughts about this scene? No. Friend zone. Friend zone. Yeah, he did not like that. But, uh, <laughs> like a brother. <laughs> I thought that was priceless. I mean, it's just like, oh, you, oh my God, blatant. But then again, he did stab. He did stab his uh, her mother in the head. Yeah, 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 true, true. He's like, or maybe I'm some so, sort of bad boy. <laughs> She's like, nah. Like a stepbrother, you you know, you think about. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Zach says brother's owned. 
Okay, inside, Amanda draws down on Ash, introduces herself as Detective Amanda Fisher, uh, whatever happened to Special Agent, and orders Ash on his knees. Then Pablo comes up behind her and bones her. <laughs> He's immediately shocked as he realizes he just knocked out a cop. Ash handcuffs Amanda to a pipe in a storeroom, while Hawkins is surprisingly cool about all this. <laughs> Ash has Kelly watch Amanda while the guys continue to look for the undo button. Hawkins explains that the book is a gateway to hell, a way to summon evil forces into the earthly realm. Hawkins uh, tells how in ancient times there was a group known as the Dark Ones, part human, part demon, who created the book as a weapon against humanity. The pages were cut from the bodies of the damned, inked in human blood with passages able to create portals connecting our world to the underworld. The Dark Ones used the book to hold power over humanity. Hawkins says the book is not the source of evil, but just a passage, that it's harmless unless wielded by someone very evil or very stupid. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yes. Not a veiled insult at all. Yeah. Ash gives a hypothetical where some cool guy accidentally <laughs> reads the book and unleashes evil. Yes, yes. How do you put it this, back? Technically, he was high when he read it, so. Yeah, yeah. How do you put it back? Hawkins finds a passage which translates as the annulment rests within the origin of the man. Thinking aloud, Pablo wishes they could summon an answer from the book. Ash grabs onto his idea and orders Hawkins to summon the weakest demon in the book so they can force it to tell them the undo spell. Pablo isn't sure that this is a good idea. <laughs> so what did you guys think of this scene? It was pretty good. Uh, he doesn't he come up with the painting analogy right after that? Yeah, yeah, that's in the next scene. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. It was great. <laughs> yes. What could go wrong? Um, you know, the book, which is all evil, will get paid to hell. It's you. It's open it up. Yeah. Yeah, I think I have that quote down here. Let's see. He says, uh, he says, reading from it again can't make it any worse. It's like spilling paint on a painting. It's okay, because it's already painted. Yeah. <laughs> to which I think Pablo says, that is not correct. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, one of the best analogies ever. Yeah, yeah. And very, very in character for, for Ash Williams. Okay. In the storeroom, Amanda comes to, and she is pissed. Uh, she orders Kelly to release her, but Kelly refuses. Amanda tries to convince her. Uh, meanwhile, Hawkins draws a heptagram on the floor with salt and starts the summoning. Pablo tries to talk them out of it, insisting that it's bad, that reading for the book only causes problems. Hawkins insists it's perfectly safe as long as the containment circle isn't broken. Yeah, I'm sure that won't happen. Ash agrees that it can't make things worse, things any worse is like spilling paint on a painting. <laughs> Pablo respectfully disagrees with Ash's analogy, but Ash appeals to his ghost beater team spirit, and Pablo is in. <laughs> Hawkins finds a minor demon of the mindscape in the book called Elagos, who has knowledge of hidden things and preys on the spiritually and emotionally weak. <laughs> Ash gives him the go-ahead, and Hawkins commences the passage. So what did you guys think of the scene? 
There's no way this is going to end badly at all. No way. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, in the storeroom, Amanda is still talking. She thinks Ash is responsible for the monsters, but Kelly insists Ash is fighting them. If that's true, we're on the same side, says Amanda. Meanwhile, Hawkins continues the incantation, and shit starts to go crazy all around them. Amanda asks what's happening, and Kelly says they're supposed to be fixing it. It doesn't look like they're fixing it, says Amanda. She says they need help, and she can only help if Kelly releases her. Hmm, what do you think? Good plan? <laughs> she should have realized she's being played with, but whatever. Yeah. All right, in the main room... Hawkins finishes the passage, and Elagos materializes within the containment circle. Super creepy looking. Why have you summoned me, Ashley? The demon asks. Ash notes that the demon doesn't look like its picture, and demands to know the undo spell. Release me, and I'll tell you, the demon says. Now give me some information I can use, responds Ash. Die quickly, suggests the demon. <laughs> Ash is about to have Hawkins send the demon back when suddenly Amanda threatens them with her pistol again. She fires a warning shot, causing Ash to break the circle. Oh, shit, says Ash, as Elagos pulls him in. Elagos bends down over Ash and holds its hands up to Ash's head, and we see something bad happening, maybe damage to Ash's brain. The ghost beaters try to fight back, but Elagos teleports around. Hawkins tries to dispel the demon, but Elagos throws a bunch of glass at him, putting him out. Elagos is about to fry Pablo and Ash's brains when Kelly grabs the book and hits Elagos with it. Elagos disappears into smoke. Kelly and the book go flying, and we see the mouth of the book glowing red for a moment, and then all is quiet. Ash orders Nikki and Paulo back to the Delta with the book, while he tries to talk some sense into Amanda. Instead, she slaps the handcuffs on his hand. But it's the wooden hand, so he just detaches it and handcuffs her to a table. So what did you guys think of this fairly extensive scene? What did you think? I, I, oh, my goodness. I, it had to be Ash who broke the circle. <laughs> well, it was, but really it was Amanda's fault, right? Oh, it was her fault, definitely. But I would have assumed she, they would have written in that uh, it would have been like Pablo by accident. Not that he did it because, you know, he got pushed over or what have you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you guys think of the uh, demon effects? I thought they were really oh, good. Fantastic. Well, that demon was excellent, yes. It, uh, it was unique, but it also reminded me a little bit of that one in that Spanish movie oh, about the girl uh, who um, talks to, like, fairies and stuff and is, like, the queen hmm. or daughter, uh, queen, uh, princess. What was what was the name of that? Uh, and Queen she, Princess. I think you're I talking you're about. Talking, it was done by um, Del Toro. Guillermo right? Del Toro. Yeah. yeah. Yes. I can't remember what it was based in Spain. Yeah, I don't remember yeah. what it was called. Oh, that was great, and that that reminded me a lot of that demon. It reminded me, and I, I'm actually I think I've heard it compared to um, the 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 modern not super Pan's Labyrinth. Zach says that's correct. Pan's it's called Pan's yes. Labyrinth. Uh, it also reminded me somewhat of the the way the ghosts were depicted in the the modern remake of uh, the House on Haunted Hill. You guys remember that one? Oh, I've never seen it. No. Oh, yeah. it was pretty good. It had uh, Jeffrey Combs in it and some other guys. Jeffrey Combs was one of the ghosts. 
but yeah, that that sort of stuttering, uh, uh, shuddery uh, thing that that's what the ghosts were doing in that, and very effective. Is is neat the way they were able to make the body do that, but the mouth was not doing it. That was an interesting effect. I've never seen that before. That was good. Okay, um, let's see. Uh, outside, uh, outside, the ghost beaters prepare to roll out as Ash presents the lesson learned this week. Cops don't help. <laughs> That's our moral of the day. Uh, Pablo suggests they go see his uncle, a brujo, which is some kind of witch doctor, but then he has second thoughts, but Ash thinks it's a great idea, and they roll out. Um, and then we do have a brief scene back in the store where Amanda is lamenting her position when suddenly Deadite Hawkins reanimates and comes towards her tongue extending out horribly. But wait, that's not the end. Uh, doesn't Lucy Lawless show up or is that in the next episode? You friggin' spoiler, man. (laughs) Yes, that is the end. (laughs) That's the next episode you're thinking of. <laughs> Spoiler guy. Spoiler guy. They called me Mr. Bad for nothing. Yep. You bad man. You're a bad, bad man. Mr. You bad ruined man. everything. You've, yes. The show, the podcast is ruined. Ruined. <laughs> um, so, uh, so what did you think of this? How did you like the uh, the way this ended out here? I liked it. Uh, you know, I liked it chained up with the uh, mm-hmm. dead-eyed coming back and then Lucy Lawless showing up. Yes, very... I was a little bugged that uh, Ash lost his horrible wooden hand, um, which didn't really make sense as to why he would have to lose his hand. Because I mean, he detached. It's not like it's stuck in the handcuffs, right? Yeah, I mean, in, floor, yeah. he, he he talks like he had to do what? Good, good, good. Finish, finish. Well, he he talks like he had to lose the hand because the handcuffs were on it, but I mean. They couldn't be in the handcuffs because he needed to take the hand out of the handcuffs so he could handcuff her to the table. So I guess he just didn't want it anymore. So that bugged me a little bit. So, I, I'm going to ask, Mr. Babb, so what, since you've already spoiled a few things, uh, what do they do about it? What do they do about what? What? Oh, what do they hand. do about what? I just figured he'll come up with a different hand, you know, uh, something that holds a beer, you know, a beer holder type thing. <laughs> Maybe they'll give him a golden hand made of gold. <laughs> um, the man with the golden hand. <laughs> it's like Jimmy Lannister. Um, let's see. Uh, felt like there was something else about this. Oh, uh, what did you guys make of the whole uh, dispatching uh, of Elegos with the book there and the way the mouth glowed red? What did you take away from that? Well, I guess this is mostly a question for Brian since he hasn't seen the rest of the show. What did you make of that? Or um, You might have seen just... enough to... What's that? Repeat what you just said. Well, I guess when we all saw this episode the first time, mm-hmm. <laughs> what did we think when we saw... Her hit the demon with the book, and it disappeared, and the mouth on the book glowed red, like like it ate the demon or something. I'm thinking maybe it ate the demon. Yeah, yeah, kind of what I was thinking. Yeah. So I was like, sent it back to the underworld, maybe. 
send it back to, to I guess, yeah, because only the book is useless unless it's being used by a stupid person or someone incredibly evil. So <laughs> I just think, you know, it was just used to basically um, uh, just a, a nice, convenient way of getting rid of a demon without having to do another spell. Uh, I thought of the expression, throw the book at him, you know. <laughs> it's like, oh, it's practical, actually works. Uh, Zach says the the losing the wooden hand was uh, also also annoyed Zach. Cool. Okay. So I guess that's it for this episode. So what did you guys think of this one? Uh, what would you guys rate it? Um, I gave it an eight, solid eight. Solid eight. Okay. Yeah, How about you, Brian? I gave it an eight. I also gave it an eight. It wasn't quite as strong as the previous episode, I thought, but uh, still very very you know fun. Very uh. Yeah, very fun watch. Okay. And uh, anybody got some favorite moments? for the episode? Oh, Zach says 7 out of 10. Pretty fun, but not as fun as the last one. Yeah, I agree. Um, groovy moments. Anybody got some groovy moments? I got a few. Anybody right. else got any? Bring, Go ahead. Bring those grooviness. <laughs> uh, Zena thumps the fork in Deadite Dad's eye. <laughs> ping, ping, yeah, ping. <laughs> And then, of course, we have the, uh, if I get this done quick enough, we might have time to stop for churros. And look, that's not a racist thing, Pablo. That's just a great dessert. <laughs> okay, you know I'm not Mexican, right? That's the spirit. <laughs> and the classic, uh, sounds like a lot of yapping and not a lot of happening. <laughs> and the paint quote that I already mentioned... Um, Hawkins says he preys on the spiritually and emotionally weak, and Ash says, "Well, he, he can do that on his own time." And of course, the uh, you two learned a very important lesson today: cops don't help. <laughs> eh, that's pretty much all I got from this one. Any uh, any closing thoughts before we wrap up this uh, episode? What do we think of the series so far? For those who uh, so who far, I'm from. Meets expectations. Meets or exceeds expectations yes. is how I would rate it. I would agree 100%. <laughs> I think what I said at the time when I first was watching it, what I said to my wife is, if I if I could have made an Evil Dead TV show, it would have looked just like this. <laughs> I couldn't have made one that would appeal to me any more than, than what this show seems to be doing with the humor and the characters. I'm really digging all the characters. Every everyone's real likable, or at least really interesting. All the humor is really hitting. Um, it's also simultaneously genuinely scary at times. Mm-hmm. It's just really working on all levels. Seems like to me. And that's, and, that's good because it's tough to do uh, both scary and humor at the same time. You know, it's usually you know one does not. It is. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I absolutely agree, especially when. It, it, it's hard to it's hard to create a situation where you would think that Ash could potentially actually be killed at this point, right? Because he's you know the star, and I guess that's another way in which Nikki or uh, Kelly and Pablo are important, right? Because they increase the stakes. They give us a couple of characters that that you know aren't that vital to the overall arc, people that could potentially get killed off at some point, maybe. And Zach agrees, he, th- uh, he says, I think they need re- really nailed the humor so far. And I would definitely agree with that. Cool. 
I think Bruce okay. Campbell had a lot, has a lot to do with that too. The way he delivers his lines is perfect. Oh, absolutely, and it's nice. It's nice to see him. That this is the favorite kind of Bruce Campbell performance. You know that th- this is what he's always been best at, in my opinion. And he's done lots of roles over the years, and he, he's even done some pretty good ones like Briscoe County Jr., which isn't the same kind of character. But this, this is like the apex of the kind of role that that just really suits what he's able to deliver, I guess. And he's definitely still got it. Um, it's nice to see that he can still convincingly pull off these action scenes because. Uh, to see him in like burn notice and stuff before this, I I might've thought that maybe he was just past it as far as being able to convincingly do this kind of stuff, but he's definitely not. He's, he's still got it. He's still definitely in there. Believable as an idiot action hero. (laughs) Okay. Any closing thoughts before we wrap it up for this week? Uh, I'm just curious. Did you ever see um, him in the Elvis movie of Bubba Hotep? I did. That was pretty good. Um, I don't think I liked it quite as much as some people, but I thought it was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I, I really liked it. Yeah, it was a good one for me. One thing I did recently wa- rewatch again was My Name is Bruce, uh, where he is playing a, a fictional version of himself. Yeah, it's... a real a real dickhead, too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very much a uh, an ashy version of himself, kind of, except maybe even more cowardly. I'm not sure. But uh, but the thing that amused me about that movie is the Bruce Campbell character in that movie has, as best I can tell, the same kind of Airstream trailer that, uh, that Ash Williams has now in the Ash vs. Evil Dead series. So, I don't know. Weird continuity that appeals to me on a strange level. I don't know. I like that. And the movie's not exactly good, the uh, the My Name is Bruce, but it is amusing on a certain level. It's worth a watch, I guess. Okay. Well, I guess that does it for this week. Uh, next week's episode is... I think I have it here somewhere. Let's see. Next week is going to be Brujo. They're going to visit the witch doctor. Yay! Okay, uh, well, glad you guys could make it again. Uh, look forward to next time. And I guess that's it for tonight. Uh, so from all of us at the Dharma Initiative, thank you, namaste, and join us. Mr. Bad Robot. Call recording has been completed. Goodbye. Well, it looks like my internet crashed, so that means the episode's over. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.